Hey everyone, I'm Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino. And I'm your co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. This week, we're bringing you a full review of an Oscar-winning film that was just added to Hulu. Winning Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best International Feature Film, and Best Picture in 2019, we bring you our review of Parasite. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hello, everybody. Happy Wait For It Wednesday, and welcome back to the Wait For It podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for a very, very special episode. As you guys know, who have been listeners for, uh, of us for a, quite a while, usually Eric and I split up and do some kind of solo episode. But this week, we found it very, very necessary to team up after seeing a very, very special film. Isn't that right, Eric? A movie so good, in fact, that I usually am the one that pushes for like a spoiler second half of our episode. But this is going to be completely spoiler free because I implore you guys to check out this movie just going in cold with no information, really just a basic plot summary almost and some of the information we're going to be going over today. So we just had to get together. We've been talking about this pretty much all day today, so I'm excited to get into it. That's right, guys. And it's been heavily promoted through Hulu's social media that Parasite which is, of course, 2019's uh, Oscar-winning Best Picture film, is now available to stream. And, you know, it's something that I know, Eric, you and I wanted to see in theaters, but unfortunately, we did not get that chance. However, we have now been given that chance uh, thanks to Hulu. So we're really, really excited to get into it. And we're going to break this down a little bit differently than we have done previous movie reviews. So, Eric, why don't you go over a little bit of the synopsis is what we're going to go over today. All right. And let's go ahead and jump into all of the categories that we're going to talk about. For a film that was released in 2019, I think there's still a lot of people that haven't seen this and hopefully we can convince you to do so. Now, we're going to be talking about the screenplay of the film, a lot of the plot details and and a lot of the things that stood out to us, the characters, cinematography, and pacing. So these are going to be four big categories that stood out to us, whether positive or negative. That's what we're going to get into now. Absolutely. And then as Eric mentioned, you know, we are releasing episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever else you listen to your episodes. You can also find us on social media and Facebook and Instagram at Wait For a Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For a Pod. So without further ado, Eric, let's get right into it. As you mentioned, we're going to talk about screenplay first. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit here to start off. And, and you mentioned it there right in the beginning when we were talking about it. Go into this thing, you know, with a kind of a very little knowledge about it, exactly what it's about. I kind of had a basic overview of what the film entails and what it goes into, but still not really knowing what was going to happen. And boy, let me tell you, and Eric, you know, we talked about this before we started. After this movie ends, you're going to want to go down a rabbit hole of really, really discovering what this film is about. And that's exactly what we did, because as a movie, it's really split into two parts that are just absolutely fantastic. And I cannot say enough good things about it without getting into too many spoilers, but I guess I'll just start there and then let Eric go. But just saying that the way that this thing pans out from beginning, middle and end is is genius. Yeah. And the way that it's been pretty much described by many people who have done reviews and have kind of, again, we went down that rabbit hole. It's pretty much been identified as a dark comedy. I would probably agree with that. Now, what I would definitely say is that just a basic plot is needed just to kind of understand why you should watch this film. 
And it's really one of those things that if you've heard about Parasite, just giving you this little plot detail doesn't take away. And trust me, this is pretty much all I knew about the film. And I had no idea where it was going or how far it was going to go. So this is pretty much about two different families, both different living situations. One's in the very, very poor class. One's in the very high, rich type of style of life. And pretty much the poor family known as the Kim family infiltrates the lives of the higher ups, the Park family. And they pretty much are going in there doing jobs for them. And the way that it happens is so realistic. We're going to talk about a lot of that here today with some of the characters, but a lot of symbolism was happening in this movie for these characters to just completely integrate themselves just through the, the way of recommendations. That is such an easy way for people to get involved in your lives. If you think about it, think about how many people have recommended somebody that a service or a person they've recommended that to you and you've gone ahead and gone off of that person's trust that you've built with them and that person's history with yourself, I just thought it was a very clever way to kind of get the story moving along. And as Phil mentioned, we're going to talk about pacing later on. It pretty much breaks up into two films, but that's a little bit of a starter pack for you. Right. And it does a very, very good job, as as you mentioned there with Eric, uh, what Eric had said, you know, how they kind of integrate themselves into this family. It does a very, very good job at showing how you know, while the rich get richer, the poor not only have to, you know, fight an uphill battle against the rich, but also against other poor people themselves. So the way that it tells that story and the way that it unravels is, is again, something that I've just, I've seen been told before, but have never been told in such a way that made me go, holy crap, like what is going on? And, and you know, th there is a, maybe a 10 minute span in this film where it just becomes something just completely different. So, so with that being said, Eric, I think we've said what we wanted to say regarding the screenplay. What about the characters uh, did you like? Well, I pretty much loved all the characters. This movie is filmed in Korean, so you will have to watch it with subtitles, but that doesn't take it away from me at all. And maybe I'm used to it because I, I watch anime in Japanese a lot of the time when there's not an English dub, which I'm shocked Phil even took the time to watch this given his history with that. But the Kim family and the Park family, all of those characters really were standouts. I think there were a couple here that really stood out. I want to see if maybe we agree. Phil, what were like one or two of your favorite characters? And let's see if we go from there. Absolutely. And that is a 100% fair point that Eric is surprised that I watched this film, uh, given that I you know, pretty much refused to watch uh, any, any kind of anime. Uh, without uh, <laughs> without being dubbed. But anyway, as far as the two characters that's really, really stood out to me, I loved the two father figures that were in this. And that would be Kim Ki, take, and I apologize here, guys. We're probably going to mispronounce some names here, okay? <laughs> we're just going to get that out of the way. As well as um, Park Dong Ik, who were, of course, the respective fathers of the Kim family and the Park family. I, I just really enjoyed how watching the, their dynamic and really just kind of seeing the father of the Kim family, which is Kim Ki, kind of, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this in a way that doesn't give away spoilers, but I guess you kind of see his progression throughout the entire film, ultimately where it ended up his story going once we got to the very, very end. I just liked seeing those two polar opposites interact and, you know, st but still at the same time, try to be, you know, the leaders and the, you know, and, and the ones that are in charge of the family and trying to keep everything together and how differently they did things as well. 
Yeah, and I definitely like those characters as well. I know that some that stood out for me, staying on the side of the Kim family, were the ones known as Kevin and Jessica. They were pretty much given like English names for their alter egos that they were going off of when they were trying to infiltrate this family. They were really good. I think really, again, all the characters were good. The mother of the Park family, Choi, did a good job as well. Just kind of being very young and simple is the way that she's brought up as well. Uh, the kids in the Park family do their jobs well. There are different characters in there that kind of make cameos or appearances, short stays in the film, and they play their roles exactly the way they need to all across the board. There wasn't a character that I disliked for any reason. And one thing that stood out to me was that there was really no villain of the film. A lot of times you're expecting one of these two families to be just so awful that you're siding with one or the other. I personally found myself rooting for nobody. I just wanted to see how this was going to play out and how this was going to end up. This movie gave me so much anxiety, more than any film that I've watched here recently. Yeah, I think I think I had started the movie about maybe half an hour before Eric did. So I could tell by his text messages what part of the movie he was on, which was really, really great. And yeah, I also want to make a comment on the mom uh, of the park, uh, the park family, which would, as you mentioned, which is Troy. And it's also kind of like she, she was a great character, but it also not only, you know, simple and, and very, very sweet, very nice, but also just kind of oblivious, you know, and that's kind of one of the things that they play into the park family, which is the, the higher class family. They're just kind of oblivious as to what's going on in the rest of their city, you know, or they just really don't care because they don't have to. You know what I mean? And that's another one of the things they do such a good job on, because like Eric said, there's not necessarily one character or two characters that you're rooting against or rooting for in this. It's kind of like this is just really the reality of the world that we live in. And again, just done so, so very, very well. And some of my favorite parts of the movie are actually going to be the final two categories that we talk about. But first, I definitely want to talk to you guys about Buzzsprout. Podcasting isn't that hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you guys succeed. We use Buzzsprout and just in the first 30 days alone to be able to see a lot of the numbers and a lot of the success that we've had and really clear, accurate statistics. It's really stood out to us. And we've had a lot of people bring up recently that they're interested in podcasting. Yeah, that's right, Eric. And, and Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get an awesome looking website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a whole lot more. You can pretty much start with any gear that you already have, and all you need is a quiet space. But if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guys to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So you can join over 100,000 podcasters, including us, already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Just follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. That'll actually get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it also helps support our show. Um, so with all that being said, Eric, why don't we move into these last two categories, and we're going to talk here about pacing, which I know you're really excited about. So I'm going to let you go ahead and get started. So jumping into the pacing of the film, those are one of the things that for me, it's one of the most important categories to keep my attention. And this movie, as Phil mentioned earlier, it pretty much breaks itself up into two films. Right in the middle of the film, there's a uh, doorbell that rings, and that pretty much signifies the end of the first half of the movie and the beginning of the second half, which I have watched a lot of videos just since we watched Parasite this afternoon from recording this. And that part right there, when I heard that, and, and, I, and I forgot who the, the YouTube video was for, so I wanted to give him credit, but 
This is one of those things that really stood out to me was just really great. The first half of the film is really, really good. It sets up a lot of the beats that are needed that come into play in the second half of the movie. And once it escalates, it pretty much, again, this was an anxiety fest for me. I was definitely struggling. Once the movie was over, my shoulders were so tense. And I texted Phil about 20 minutes towards the end of the movie just to let him know because everything was still, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. And then I just started unleashing text to Phil because I just, it was just going crazy. So without getting into spoilers, the pacing, really good. Two thumbs up for me. Yeah, as I mentioned, I could tell which part of the movie Eric was at just based off of his text messages. And yeah, to not really know, even as like he just said, you know, there's really two halves to this movie. And in the first half, I feel like you kind of have, you feel like you have an idea of what's going to happen and where this is going to go. You know, things are going to unravel at a certain point. You just don't know when or how, but the way that it unravels and how it unravels is not what I expected. And from that point on, like I said, there's a 10 minute frame uh, time span from where it goes from one movie into another. It actually changes genres right in the middle of the movie, right, Eric? I mean, it was just incredible how they did it, where we go from, all right, I kind of know what's going on to, holy shit, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things that for me just really stood out for the movie and I immediately started to get hooked from that point on. Like the movie already was was hitting a lot of good points for me that I really liked. And it just, I don't know what it was, but it was just once things start to happen and they don't go exactly the way that you expect them to, this movie you think has a lot of predictable beats to it. And then they just smack you right in the face with something you're not expecting. It was really a pleasant surprise. Absolutely. And yeah, just so many things going on, especially towards the latter half of the film. And it, it just speeds up so rapidly. And, you know, I, I implore people, of course, as we mentioned already, there are subtitles in this film. So it really gave me an opportunity to do something when I'm watching a movie at home. I might be distracted by my phone or my computer or whatever. In this in this case, I could not do that. I had to put my phone down and just really immerse myself in the movie and in the environment. And I think that's a really good segue into the cinematography of the movie, Eric, which now that, again, we went down this rabbit hole, when you go back and look at certain parts of the movie, you realize how important specific framing and specific you know, uh, plot points of the movie were, just even on the environment that they were in. And if you guys, once you guys see this movie, I really, really implore you to go go onto YouTube and look at the immense amount of detail and hard work that went into uh, making this movie, even though Eric, it's really only happens in two different settings, right? But the amount of work that went into it to pull this thing off, man, it's, it's top notch stuff. And that brings us to our, to my most favorite part of the movie, Phil, I'd love to hear if you agree the cinematography for me, it immersed me in a movie in a way that hasn't done that for me in a while. And I can't really think of a comparison. I'm sure there is one out there. Parasite isn't, of course, the most original movie ever out there. I'm not saying that, but it was a unique experience for me, regardless of the subtitles and regardless of the, the fact that it's a foreign film. It was a movie that stood out to me for its cinematography. As Phil mentioned, it pretty much takes place in two homes, the Kim family and the Park family. And you would think that that's not a lot to work with, but it is a very diverse and immersive world that you get to join. And it's just an out-of-body experience for me. I honestly felt like I was there in the movie on some of the shots that they had. And I felt 
truly invested. Definitely. And and it really makes me want to go back and watch it again now that I know a little bit more about the film and just kind of really immerse myself again in that world, but also take notice of some of the things maybe in the background that I didn't even see the first time around. Um, but yeah, uh, the director for this, um, uh, Bong Joon-ho, is really, really well known for telling a story without using just the words, but also with the environment. And this this being my first experience with his you know, creativity and with his direction, uh, I definitely now see what people have been talking about for years. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I, I know, Phil, you watched a couple different recent Oscar films as well. I haven't gotten the chance to, but this was one even before it had the chance of winning an Oscar that I just kept hearing about and hearing about. And then it won multiple Oscars including Best Picture, which was a shock to a lot of people. There are definitely, I'm surprised it only won that many with how good this film was. So why don't we go ahead and jump into grades of the film. And again, keeping it non-spoiler, just a, a high level overview of, of our thoughts so far. So I think you guys can pretty much tell you know, how our overall feelings have been about this film. Again, as we have already mentioned, it's something that we were very, very excited to see. And we're really, really excited to see come to Hulu as well um, amidst everything that's going on and, uh, you know, just being it, it being available pretty much whenever we want it. Bong Joon-ho has done something here that's just really, really special and also done a really good job at creating a film that has really good commentary on where we're at as far as a society. One of the things that Eric mentioned earlier in this in this episode is that he's surprised that I watched it because I've, I've usually been hesitant to watch anime that has subtitles but i'm pretty much before i give you my grade gonna give you a quote here that he gave after winning a golden globe for best picture for parasite um he said that once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles you will be introduced to so many more amazing films and that's definitely where i landed here with parasite i can't give it any less than a 9.5 out of 10 uh definitely one of the best movies of 2019 and definitely deserving of that Oscar. So for me, I am usually very, very critical in my films that I watch, and I'm very pessimistic in a lot of ways. I'm looking for ways to improve a movie. And when I stopped watching Parasite, I could not wait to watch it again. I've already got plans to watch it again this weekend. And I'm gonna be honest, even though it's on Hulu, this is a film that I want to own immediately. It's on a major platform, we're stuck in the house for the foreseeable future. Turn it on when you're by yourself or get a group of friends together because I cannot think of a better way to spend a little bit over two hours with everything that's going on. So find a way to watch it, turn it on, set up a free Hulu account, whatever you gotta do. This movie for me, and I don't know that I've given this grade before, is a 10 out of 10 for me. Oh boy, guys, you heard it here first. Eric's first ever perfect rating. And uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Like, like we've already said, go watch this thing. And I think if we get a good response for this, Eric, because like we said, we went down the rabbit hole in this. There's so much to discuss. If we get some good response in this, guys, and you guys ask for it, I wouldn't mind doing a full spoiler review and discussing pretty much all the intricate details of this film from top to bottom. I don't know how you feel about that, Eric, but honestly, I would love to do it. We might do it anyway. <laughs> That's always true. And we are coming up on our hundredth episode as well. So definitely I want to start promoting that because it will be releasing here and we'll be dropping that this Friday. So look forward to that guys. And with that being said, my name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And again, we release episodes every Monday and Wednesday. All you have to do is wait for it.
This is the Wait For It Podcast. 